Hello and welcome to another episode of the Black Country Ramble. We are coming to you for the first time um, as our usual twosome in the new year. JB, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, young man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm all good. You sound a little bit hoarse though, JB. I am a little bit hoarse, mate. I've um, I've been a bit poorly these last sort of seven to eight days. Still recovering, but uh, I'm getting there and I, I feel a bit better today. Hence why I said, you know what, let's, let's walk up, let's get this pod out on the go. And then let's get back in the saddle because I've been missing it, mate. And it was a fantastic pod last week. Big shout out to my brother George for filling in. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and yourself, Kieran. I thought it was a really good pod last week. Um, but on the flip side of that, it really sort of made me sort of a bit, a bit, a bit agit, a bit, a bit itchy to get back in the saddle. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, now let, let, let's let's like jump back in quickly. ACL, like a player who's had an ACL injury, they've got their they've got the return date, and every game gets <laughs> harder and harder. And they think, that was oh, it. That's me. I'm getting back. You've been in that a rock exactly it, mate. the last three days. Here we are. <laughs> uh, no, it's lovely to have you back. It's lovely to be. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Um, another thing that we love to do is kick off our podcasts with trivia. It is on you this week, JB, um, to propose a trivia question to myself. It is, mate. So it, it, it's a, it's quite a difficult one, actually. I say it's difficult. It, it's one that's really going to get your brain thinking. So for the listeners, I think people have to sort of, they'll have a couple, they'll throw it straight away. They'll go away, have a think and come back. But it's, it's a good one in my mind. So this week's trivia and my first trivia of 2022 is who are the 10 all-time Dutch appearance makers in the Premier League. So who are the 10 all-time Dutch appearance makers in the Premier League? That's a great question. Yeah. So um, there's, there's some, your body your body pop off yeah. pretty quickly, but the, the, there's some which are, are really, inter- to be fair, number one is really interesting. I would not have got number one. I'd have got him, but I wouldn't have known he was number one, okay. if that makes sense. Heitinger? It's, I don't know why I've got left field off the bat. Yeah, uh, that is left field, man. I'm going to say no, no, definitely not. No, it's a good job we're not think... playing. <laughs> Knowles, otherwise, that's it, mate. Right? Think, think more simple. Think of the oh, obvious yeah, right. ones. Think, 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 correct. He's number I... three on 313 appearances. Okay, Iron Robin. Ooh, no, he's not in the top 10. Why am I going so left field? And Nigel De Young. Nigel De Young. No, I'm in big trouble there. <laughs> oh, okay, think of the, Okay, I'll, I'll throw some. Rob, Robin the, Van the, Persie. Robin Van Persie. Yes, he's number six with 280 appearances. Okay, Dennis Bergkamp. Correct. The best of them all, in my opinion. Okay. Second, 315 appearances. Okay. So you get, you're getting into deeper waters now. So you need to probably think more. There's. Let's have a look. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one clue. There's a couple of keepers knocking around in that list. Okay. Okay. And then you've then you've got a top striker from back in the day. I say back in the day. I'm talking oh, late nineties. Oh, Jimmy 90s. Floyd Hasselbank. Correct. Number four yeah. with two hundred and eighty-eight appearances. Okay. I'm amazed Nigel De Jong's not in there. That's really no. Owned me that. Yeah. Age. I also thought. Heitinger would have played enough games because he was in the Premier League for a long time. This mm. is um, this is tough. Right, uh, Yapstam. No, no. I'm Dutch. Yapstam is Dutch. What a what a defender he was. See, you've actually had a good crack. You've, you've got number you've got number two, number four, number six. Is that right? You have got three. You've got Bergkamp, Van der Sar, Bergkamp, 
um, Van Persie. Oh, Van der Sar. Yes, yeah, so you've got another another keeper. There's one more keeper in in that list in the top ten, and you'll definitely know him because I'm sure he's, he's, he's still playing there. Team Cruel number ten. Yeah. Very good. Baby very good. From Newcastle against the Albion when we were both ah, okay. championship, and there he, we are. he played a blinder. Very, very good. So on this, I'm going to be honest with you, Kieran. There's probably one that you, there's one or two that you might not. There's definitely one that if you get, if you get it, I'll give you a round of applause because okay. I, I, I know because it's my era, but I'll be very surprised if you get it. There's okay. one that's a, that's a little bit left field who played for some, played all in the Prem, obviously, but for for lower, not not the glamorous teams in the Prem, if you like. I'm not sure what position he played actually. I'm trying to help you out. Mm. Was he left? Was he left back? I'm gonna I'm gonna go left back potentially. Um, I'll have to double check that. There's another defender who played who had a good career in the Prem, played a lot of games for a, a top four team, uh, particularly in the early noughties. And then number one on the list, another another striker, another striker who played for one team, top four team, played his his whole career in the Prem there uh, from 2002 to 2012. Wow. A decent return actually. 51 goals. God, this is hard when you're on the spot. <laughs> it is. I can let you, we can come back to you, mate, if you want might, to. We might have to. I kind of want to get another yeah. one so I've got half the list. But, oh no, I think we might have half the list, to be fair, with Hasselbank as well. So, yeah, so, is it okay, so the one, you you will kick yourself off. It is, it, I know it's hard when you're on the spot, but I played for one Prem team. That Prem team is now a Premier League winning team. They've always been around the top four prior to winning winning the Premier League recently, and he was the oh, uh, correct number yeah. seven on the list with two hundred and eight. So you've now got number ten, which is Tim Krull, number seven Dirk Cout, number how six many Van Persie. Did Van Vaart play? I don't know how long he was there. I haven't got Van der Vaart on the list, so oh, I don't know. No, but no. I reckon so. Tim Krull is number ten on the list, and he had a hundred. He's got one hundred eighty-two appearances. Okay. Right. Okay. So I've got six of the ten. I'll have to come back to it later in the hope that, that that's fine. To be fair, man, that that's a really good effort. That is, pal. Because the ones you're missing, I'll be honest with you, are difficult. Okay. Are okay. are difficult, mate. So I'll be surprised. I will have to give you hints and lead you on them. But that that's a really good attempt. That is, mate. Six yeah. out of ten to start. Nice. Well done. It's one for our listeners in the Netherlands, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. In the Netherlands, so. Um, so. Okay, then, JB. I. I'm not going to, well, we are not going to spend the next hour talking about every single Wolves game that's happened in the last month since we've been sure. here the pod. But we spoke in depth about Wolves last season without really mentioning all that much Man United against Wolves. A quick word on that, yeah. game, maybe. I know you loved that last Premier League outing for Wolves. Yeah, it was fantastic, mate. Listen, you know, you have to take with a pinch of salt Man United right now are not the team that they, they have been for the last sort of 10, 20 years, you know, they're a shadow of the former selves. However, to go to Old Trafford and put in a performance of that ilk, that quality, that um, domination um, was, 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 a, was a short, it, it was a short, absolutely, it was a fantastic performance. I, I sat there and I watched it with all my pals, a couple of United fans, a couple of Villa fans, and obviously George was there as well. I mean, we watched it and it, I think we were about 30 odd minutes in and I was like, this is like a training game. Like it just felt really comfortable. It just felt like whenever we, whenever we want to switch it up, we'll switch it up and we'll go on and win. Granted, it came quite late. It was lovely goal by Moutinho. Um, great build-up play. 
really, really good. I'll touch on that quickly in a minute. But generally, as the performance, Kieran, I was really pleased with it for us to go there because I was worried that I was worried that we were going to potentially go and, and play for a point and sit back and and not really play our sort of a game because at, at times this season we have done that when I thought actually we can kick on here we can really go at teams we're good enough to do that we've shown that against the better teams that we can go on and we can compete with these teams we haven't been out of our depth against anybody this year um, and, and I was really hoping that Bruno would turn up and play the best version of Bruno ball and we did we were superb from the off and United barely laid a glove on us I think they had the, the, the free kick in the last minute that Jose Sar saved which at the time looked like a worldly save, but actually it was quite a comfortable save. Um, and I think the Ronaldo header, and obviously Fernandez hit the bar as well, which he probably should have put away. But apart from that, you know, you're talking about United had two shots on target at home all game. We were controlled. It was superb to watch. And what was really pleasing for me was the way that we were able to bring subs on and they were able to either slot in nicely or change the game. Yeah. Quick shout out to Fabio Silva. The the, the boy looks a, di- a different different man. The boy looks a man now. Um, he, he come on. He was fantastic. He, he got in between Phil Jones and, and Varane and was not afraid of them. He held the two of them off in the build up for the goal. Um, Traore did did well for the goal. You know, did, did what he needs to do. Go down the line, whipping across. Moutinho did what he always does. You know, he pops to the edge of the box. Lovely. Um, and it was really pleasing. Just a really good performance, mate. Really pleasing. Good on the eye, nice to watch. Um, and if we, as a club, have got another four and a half months of Ruben Neves, I'm going to save at every single moment because that boy, and I've said this on this pod ever since we've done it and people didn't believe me and people weren't quite understanding how or why I was as passionate about Ruben Neves as I have been. But he's now showcasing and people are seeing as to how he's unbelievable, mate. He's a joy to watch. He's, 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 he's the best. And um, if we can we can keep all of him to the summer, I'll be one happy man because the, the, the boy's something else. Yeah, he's a, he's a very, very talented footballer. I think I text you um, during the game. You did. How many more times does Ruben Nevers have to do this against the top six team before he gets um, that big move? Do, Not that he, yeah. he's desperate for a move, but, you know. No. He, 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 I, he, he just finds it's he's, he's too good to spend. Yeah, hundred oh, percent, mate. And, and and for me, I really hope that you know, unless something magical happens this season, and we either we either get into Europe and he's really content with that, or or whatever. When the time comes that he does move on, I really hope he, he, he goes to a a top top club where he's going to to, to flourish and, and 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 showcase how good he is. I wouldn't want him to go to him. I know he's been heavily, it's an easy link to make. He was linked to the summer. I wouldn't want him to go to Man United right now because he's, for me, he's too good for them at the moment. You know, he's that good. The, the tone for me was set when, I think it was 30 seconds in and, and McTominay was going for the ball and he literally just, quick acceleration, nipped under McTominay, hit from out his feet and just pinged it out to Samedo. And that was 30, 35 seconds into the game. And I thought, yeah, we're on to a winner here. Um, so yeah, very, very pleasing, mate. I was really pleased with the performance. Good three points um, and nice foundations for the weekend just gone. Yeah, absolutely. And on the weekend just gone, um, yeah. convincing win for Wolves. Um, Samedo's goal had some wonderful build-up. I thought that was a that was a fantastic goal. Um, 
kind of as you'd expect, you know, um, yeah. Wolves against second tier opposition, they would beat most yeah. second tier teams. Obviously, wouldn't beat the Albion because they never beat the Albion, but the other two <laughs> you'd probably back Wolves. Um, so, no surprise to see them progress comfortably. Um, you have got Norwich in the next round, who will be a championship Wait. team next season. Once again, <laughs> yeah, sure, um, yeah. Fancy Wolves for that as well. Home draw. I'd have thought, maybe. yeah, yeah. We, we, listen. Uh, quick, quick touch on the game. Ex- again, excellent clinical performance, as you'd expect. Sec- second division, uh, second tier opponents. Um, he played as strong a team as he could, um, apart from obviously he rested Moutinho and Jimenez. But again, shout out to Fabio Silva, man of the match for me. Superb. Well, close. Him and Pedence Pedent probably aged it, but Fabio Silva and Pedence were superb together. Blow really did well. Excuse me. Put himself about. And got involved, linked at the play, drove forward, a couple of nice flicks, should have scored, got him on goal and tried to lob the keeper and keeper made a good fingertip save. But yeah, superb performance of Fabio Silva, Pedence, the little magician, doing bits. So yeah, lovely performance, great to watch, lovely Sunday afternoon viewing. Um, and and that, that was a nice performance to sort of see out the weekend. In terms of the draw, um, it's typical that, that there were the last two teams out of the pot. I think, was it not Dion Dublin? Who was doing, was it Dion Dublin? I can't think who was doing the draw, but was it Dion Dublin? I can't I remember. I didn't watch it. I'm not sure. I did you know. Yeah. Uh, it, I can't remember who won. Home Possibly. Home. I, I, I don't remember, but whoever's doing the, 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 the forgot, the, 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 the drawn the, the penultimate round and then the, the both just stood there looking at um, the presenter. <laughs> the presenter was like, there's two more balls in there and it was Walls and Norwich. So that, that was quite funny. Um, on paper, mate, it's it, it, a boring nothing kind of draw but for, for me as a Wolves fan perfectly winnable um, I would be you know looking at going full strength you're at home should be another decent crowd again you win that you're into the fifth round the only downside to the draw I don't think you've actually seen the draw or I know you didn't watch it but I don't think you've seen it it was a re- probably the most boring fourth round draw I think I've ever seen in my in my life no there was no no up. No, there's no big teams coming together. There's no major. I think the biggest one is Kidderminster versus West Ham. I think that's the only standout tie. Yeah, um, it's a shame for Kidderminster that they're hosting West Ham as well. Sure. If you look at that that draw, you would say that you would be able to pick, you know, obviously there will be a couple of shocks, of course, but generally you would be able to pick out every winner. Um, do you know what I mean? There's a there's a there's a clear favourite in most games, which is a shame, really, because the, the the FA Cup's not about that. I thought, you know, you look at the FA Cup weekend, just God, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, what a weekend of football! Um, really, really good. So yeah, so the only the only downside is that that maybe a couple of the bigger teams, or well, all the bigger teams, will still be in it. But when you're in the fifth round, if you can get, avoid them once again, and then as soon as you're into the, the quarterfinals. It's anybody's game. So, yeah, winnable game for me, mate, and I really hope. And he's come out and said he wants to go strong in the cup. He wants to, he want, he's aiming to, for those kind of games to win, which is great to hear because I think people, I think some Wolves fans are still scarred. Granted, he was behind closed doors. It was a very funny season from Nuno's decision against Southampton last year when he put the reserve side out against a very poor Southampton side. And then the draw that that opened up for us, we could have easily got to the final. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice if, if Bruno can can right a few wrongs for us this season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, JB, I just want to play a little yes, no, and why uh, quick fire questions. Um, sure. We are pretty much halfway through the Premier League season. It might even be nineteen games played. I've, I've not checked, um, and it feels like that Man United game is. Yeah. 
I'm going to throw some questions at you. Tell me whether this will happen or whether it won't happen. Yep. And then tell me why. Okay. Will Wolves finish as the top Midlands team this season? Yes. Why? Um, I just think we've got a little bit more about us. Damn. I think Villa have done. I think I think Villa have done. I, I think. I think. Listen, you can't argue Villa bringing in Coutinho. They're on the verge of signing Lucas Dina. Um, they've probably got a couple more to come in. I, I like the fact that they're putting the money where their mouth is. Um, but Villa have done that before. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's not always worked out. Likewise, I saw a stat today actually, which is crazy. Um, and listen, I'm I'm massively, and I don't have folks. This is about Wolves and Albion, so I don't have folks on Villa. Um, so I'm a, I, and I'm massively in Gerard's corner. I'm a big fan of Steven Gerrard. I think he's going to be a top, top, top manager, and already is. Um, and he's already making a difference in the way Villa play. I watched Villa play last night against Man United. They were very, very unlucky uh, for various reasons not to come out with the result. Yeah. Um, Gerard's lost five of his first seven for Villa. Um, and he really, I, I, right, I, I haven't fact checked that, so that might make me look silly. But I saw a tweet today saying if that was Arteta, he'd be getting called out. Apparently, he's lost five of his last of his first seven for Miller. Like. First game, um, I don't know. Oh, I might be wrong. Was did was it the Liverpool game or was it? I'm not sure, mate. I've just seen a quick tweet. Yeah, no, thought, their form's not good, JB. Their form's not good. No, they lost yeah. United in the Cup, lost to Chelsea, lost to Brentford, lost to Liverpool, lost to City, and they've beaten Villa and Leicester. I think that might have been their first. Gr- gr- granted, tough games. Granted, tough games. Not disputing that. But I'm just saying that it's all well and good. Obviously, everyone going a bit mad about Villa signing. You know, Coutinho hasn't played probably for three years, give or take. You know, he hasn't played for the last year. Um, he could come in and be a worldy signing. I'm not a big fan of Lucas Dini, by the way. I've watched him numerous times. Um, and, and for me, I, would, I wouldn't pay him around near 25 mil or whatever it is that they're looking at paying for him. Um, but Villa have always struggled left back, haven't they? So I can see the logic in buying that. But for me, I think if we can keep Neves, which I think we will, this, this window, Traore goes, and then we potentially reinvest a little bit of that money into bulk up the squad, I think, I think we're better. I think we're better placed. I think we've got a bit more about us. I think Bruno Large is good enough to, to, to finish above and keep that run sustained above Villa for me. Um, okay. I mean, I'd uh, probably be worried about Leicester, um, who are... Oh, sorry. To, yeah. Around, I, I, yeah. Yeah, not that not that any of us really consider Leicester to be a rival. Yeah, but, sorry, that's uh, my bad. I'm I'm focusing purely on Villa there between uh, us yeah, and Villa. On, that's my on the bad. Inside really. of the Midlands, the entertaining side of the Midlands. Well, I say entertaining. Yeah. Leicester, I'm yeah, sure. so really entertaining club to support. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I probably think Leicester will finish above us. Sorry, so I sort of take back everything I just said for the last two yeah. and a half minutes. Uh, but I was just <laughs> but focusing on the Villa. Villa, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think we'll finish above the Villa. Um, yeah. that, I mean, that's the that's the real interesting part. Anyway, that's what I want to know. Will I mean, Wolves have a significant um, buffer to Villa at the moment, but Villa have some games in hand. Sure, uh, sure, sure. You know what? No, they don't. I thought they did. I've just checked and they don't. So, yeah, I, I would think six points over the second half of the season. I don't think Villa will make that up. Uh, but yeah. Leicester will finish above Wolves. Uh, I've just the, the big, the big, the big thing will be, obviously, Villa have got Man United next weekend and we've got Southampton. Yeah. I mean, based on what I watched United last night, I'd have probably fancy Villa over United, to be fair. But you never know what kind of United yeah. turn up. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. I, I, I do expect... Um, I do expect Wolves to finish 
above Villa this season, but I, I think it might be yeah. close. Uh, yeah, sure, um, fixtures, and it's he's lost five of his last. Sorry, he's lost five of his first nine, but um, of his last seven, he's only won two. So that, that's yeah, uh, that yeah, I knew it was something yeah. along those lines, sort yeah, of thing. He, yeah, he did win his first two games, but then he's lost five of his last seven games. So yeah, yeah, sure. But they've had some tough fixtures as well. They yeah, have. Will Wolves finish in the top ten? Yes or no, and why? Um, yes, I, th- I think I think we're good enough too. I think it's I think it's quite simple. I think we've got enough about us to finish quite comfortably in the top ten. I'd like to think if we keep all the Neves and potentially bolster, um, you know, Neto to come back in a few weeks. Um, I'd like to think that, that potentially we'd be looking to kick on and look above us rather than below us, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think we'll finish top ten. Yeah. Yeah, I think you will too. I think you're better than Brighton. Um, yeah. Then, other than. Big Six, Leicester and West Ham. I don't expect anybody to finish above Wolves there. Sure. I would probably say you're going to slot in at the, the lower end of the top 10. JB, yeah. Europe for Wolves, yes or no? Because if we're talking <sighs> four points on the board, Wolves are currently just six points off fifth. They are five points off sixth. And, you know, sometimes even seventh place gets to play, as, you know, Wolves fans know, having no. qualified. Do you know what? Do you know what? Why not? It's a new year, new optimism, new me. I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason why I say that, Kieran, is and, I, I, and then this could come back to bite me pretty quickly. But you know, I'm, I'm going on what I've seen so far and the way I feel watching Wolves this year. I don't go into any game feeling like we're going to lose, and I mean, and I'm genuinely mean that. Even when we played Man City, when we played Liverpool, when we played the, the bigger sides. I, I don't feel like we're going to lose. I feel like we've got enough about us to get something. Even if it's a horrible nil-nil or whatever, you know, yeah. I just feel like I feel like Bruno Large is technically fantastic. I feel like he's really got grips of the team. He knows exactly what he wants, what he needs. The players he, he plays do exactly what they need to do. It's a breath of fresh air a lot of the time. And yeah, it, it, it's a really funny feeling because I just I, we've had some really we had so many tough fixtures over December, and each came and went into. I thought. You know what? I find we can get something here. Granted, yeah. some of them we didn't. You know, the last minute loss to Liverpool was difficult to take. The, the Jimenez red card against Man City sort of shot that game plan to police pieces. Um, you know, we should have, we should have, we should have beat Chelsea, um, sort of thing. But yeah, I just don't. I feel like we're going to games. And I, I, don't, I don't feel like we're going to lose. Obviously, we are going to lose some games naturally. But I feel that there's that element of confidence running for the team, and you can see the way that we're playing. There's a confidence with the team, so why not? Why not? You know, we, we're, we're as good as anybody to challenge for that, in my opinion. Um, and it's, it's going to be hopefully if we keep hold of the boy Neves. Um, I, I think, yeah, we've got as good a chance as anybody to get into Europe. Why not? I like it. I like the optimism, JB. I think um, it's, it's probably a tough season to get into Europe, yeah, with, with yeah. how poor Man United have been, really. They're not going to be close to the top four, but you 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 struggle to see them dropping below seventh. Um, so yeah, that's Conte it. Conte have really turned the corner. Same with Arteta. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's it. You probably back West Ham to finish above two of those. Three. Yeah, so it's it's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, another route to Europe. Uh, JB, let's talk about the cup. Do you think Wolves are going to get to Wembley this season? Oh, it's such a difficult question to ask well, because yeah. a lot of it comes and out out of the draw lies. I would like us to. I'd like. I'd like. I'd like. Bruno has come out and publicly spoke about how he loves the FA Cup. He's come to Wolves to win titles. When he, when he says titles, it means obviously cups, etc. Um, and he's obviously really playing up the FA Cup. 
We've got a home draw against a poor position, poor same league opposition in the next round. That you know should open us up to the fifth round. You, you're going to be able to look in the draw. You never know. Um, listen, it's always a tough gig getting to Wembley. Are we talking semi-final Wembley or final yeah, Wembley? Se- semi-final Wembley is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I'm going to say no. I feel like if I said yes, we're getting to the Wembley for FA yeah, Cup. Yes, we're getting to Europe in the league. Yeah. <laughs> might be a little bit over the top, so I'll go no. Maybe we'll have a tough draw in one of the latter rounds and 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 and, and get knocked out. But um, it'd be nice to have a good go at it anyway. Yeah, I certainly hope you get knocked out too. Um, of so course. moving on, uh, JB. I, <laughs> unless there's anything else you want to add on Wolves, uh, we'll no, mate. Let's let's cross the divide. Let's go yeah, for it. We'll make that quick. Jo- um, I can say quick jog, and you wouldn't want to jog it. Quick journey, no. um, yeah. The eight nine miles or whatever it is, um, might be further than that to the Hawthorns. JB, uh, all is not well at the Hawthorns, but yeah, all is not terrible either. Um, yeah, it's more away from home where things are really terrible. Uh, just on this weekend, just gone, we obviously played Brighton in the cup, one nil up. Looking fine, really. Brighton probably had the better of the ball, but that's what you'd expect. Um, and then Cedric Kipre, who doesn't do it for me, if I'm honest, decides uh, to hack down Neil Morpé for his first yellow card. And then it's very clever from the Brighton attacker to get him sent off. Kipre is basically running, looking at the ball, 20 feet in the air, no idea of his surroundings steamrolls into the back of a player. It's a yellow card all day. Like You're lying to yourself if you think it's harsh and he's been sent off, you know, unjustly. You cannot just, especially when you are like six foot three or whatever Kipre is, you can't just go sprinting into the back of people without looking where you're going. And if that Brighton player brings the ball down, he's, you know, isolated one-on-one essentially with Kipre. So it is a it is a yellow card and he's got to go. And then the game's gone. Um, yeah. You know, no matter how good you are tactically, and I think Albion were good tactically that day, I don't think you're going to, you're going to be with a, you're going to be able to withstand the onslaught from a Premier League outfit with half an hour to go. It's a shame. Yeah. I, I would love the cup room. We spoke last week, George and I, about the, the magic of the cup. I know you agree as well, JB, that it Yeah, is- definitely something to get behind um yes a shame I, I feel it's a shame for ishmael as well because he put a strong side out uh albion played well we we were solid and then discipline again ill discipline well i don't even know if it was ill discipline this time i think it was just stupidity i think it was careless yeah sure and kipre wasn't you know wasn't doing his wasn't giving it due care and attention to stay on the pitch especially after a yellow card. But, you know, I could rant all day about how how annoyed I am that we let that one get away. But it does mean that our focus goes on to the league where we are yep. also picking up red cards for fun. We'll be without Alex Mowat and Sam Johnston for the trip to Loftus Road um, on Saturday. We've got more red cards than goals in our last three games. <sighs> um, in the last four games, in fact. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, that that's a huge problem, but not a yeah. problem you would expect to carry on. It it just can't carry on. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope. I hope. Yeah, I hope. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, since we last spoke as well, JB, um, Daryl DK has joined, and he is yeah. the American player. He is a saviour, mate. He's a saviour. Yeah. <laughs> um, by 
by anybody's XG metrics, we are um, points per game wise the second best team in the league. Obviously, we've played more than Fulham, so we're top of a lot of those tables. But that yeah, anything. Um, and you know, Daryl DK is the missing piece. What if I were to ask you what do West Brom need? And I, if I were to ask anyone with a passing interest in our games this season, they'd say they need someone who can who can score, who can finish chances, yeah. and you know, maybe that's going to be him. I expect us. We had a chat. Um, with in the in the group chat this week, I expect us to finish. A, but well, maybe I'll save it. It's a great, it's a great question. That's why I never came back to you, by the way, because I typed about four different answers out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, so we I'm, really, I'm really not sure in the championship this week. And no, I, I will save it because I'll let you do your yes no maybes with yeah sure the rest of the season. Um, yeah. So it, it's a shame with the FA Cup, but on the on the grand in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. Positives for me in the cup were Reyes Cleary got a little run out in extra time. Um, yeah. Taylor Gordon Hickman played again. Um, that's probably it. Uh, Callum Robinson scored again. Colin Grant. Yep. All these things are good. They're, they're positives. And we were left to rue uh, stupidity when we were down to 10 men. And you can't yeah. get much into that either because it's a totally different game when you've got 10 men. Sure. And it, it, I mean, again, it's it, for me, looking from an outside perspective, you're looking and, and you can see that things aren't quite right. I think I was really shocked. I think the D, I mean, obviously, I, when I heard the, the, the Dal DK deal was, was had gone, feels like, oh, you know, you've, you, I remember me and you having a conversation about him when we, when we did the first part of the season or one of the earlier ones, because obviously with Ishmael coming and that link with Barnsley, I actually didn't realize initially that, that you did brought him um, and, and pay. And I, to be honest with you, mate, I was astounded. I thought, Do you know what? Fair play. Because this owner's gone missing for a long time. Now everybody wants him yeah. out. He's come over for the last couple of months or last couple of weeks, should I say. Yeah, yeah. He's put his money where his mouth. He's stumped up seven mil, which is a lot of money for the champ. Awful seven lot. mil. Yeah, I agree. You know, but, you know, I mean, a couple of years ago, seven mil in the champ wasn't a lot. I agree. Um, you know, money was being flown around, like chucked around, like, like willy-nilly business in the champ. You know, when you got like Britta Sambalonga going for 20 million and or whatever he was, 15 million, all that sort of stuff or whatever, you know. There was silly money back about three, four years ago. But since the pandemic, things have calmed down a little bit and obviously people are a lot more conservative. So for Albion, the Albion owner to come over and, 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 and put his money where his mouth is and go, right, seven million, this is what you want. Ishmael obviously wanted that bloke, knows him inside out, he thinks he's the missing piece of the jigsaw. Fair play. And you know what? I'm looking forward to actually seeing how it pans out. It's will, 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 will there be a tweak in your formation? Will he slot in for someone directly? Will he slot in for somebody and then that person goes somewhere else and somebody else misses out? Is he going to actually just completely rejig? When I say completely rejig the formation, is he going to rejig it so he is the focal point? You know, he's the the number one, you know, the number nine, if you like. Um, and then players play off him and around him rather than a, a front three. It's going to be interesting to see what Ishmael does because he's under the cost yeah. of being Ishmael is. There's no, there's, there's no yeah. doubt about yeah. it, mate, because... Yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you, we had this conversation pre-Christmas where I think it was November time we had this conversation. I remember, I don't know you asked me or I asked you, I can't remember, we were talking about like, is Ishmael, or sh should he be answering questions? Is he under pressure? Blah, blah, blah. And we were kind of going, oh, bloody hell, you know, why are, we even, why are we even having this conversation? We're third in the league and with this and that. And blah, blah, blah. But actually right now it feels like he is under the cosh. There is that, Feeling, I sent a message. I screenshotted him on my other mate and the other group chatters. Now I've been fan, and 
he, he, he very much wears his heart on his sleeve. Oh, Blake, I oh, bless him for, for, for anyone that knows him or if he's listening. You know, and his words to me were, he's our worst manager since, since Tony Pulis, like, oh, I want him out, he ain't for me, sort of thing. And I don't know if that's a common theme with other Albion fans or that's just a, a one-off out there opinion. But there's, there's questions being asked, but ultimately Ishmael's got his man. They've backed him. Um, they're at the cup, which can be seen as a can be it can be can be flip of the coin, can't it? Some people think a cup run's really beneficial to a to a good league run because yeah. they go hand in hand. Some people think you know what the championship, yeah, and you're playing Premier yeah, position and you get that feel good factor. That's but, it. Know, that's the it. The game the games come thick and fast from now until May, and you can do they do them. they do, mate. And like I said, an, an Ishmael now he's got his man. Yeah, there's a couple of suspensions and things like that, and maybe a few injuries knocking around, but that's the same for every team. But ultimately now, Alvin have really got to kick on. They've had a sticky patch for the last, what, six to eight weeks, give or take? Yeah, and it's, it's all, ten games, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, and again, I don't, I don't want to bang the drum that I've banged for the last two, three months, because I've said it, and people are probably getting bored of me saying it, but I've constantly said, you know, a championship particularly this year is so tight, and there's so many teams that are, of equal footing, in my opinion, they're capable of taking points. And I've consistently mentioned your Blackburns, your Middlesbroughs, your, 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 your Huddersfields, and all these teams that have literally now right within that pack. And I didn't know. We were texting, weren't we, Kieran? I think it was over Christmas. And, and I think we were talking about something with the Albion. And, you, and I said something about, oh, well, you know, so-and-so a second or third. And you're like, well, actually, no, Jack were fourth. But JB were fourth. I was like, you are. And I had no idea before. I, got, I, I didn't realise. Granted, there's, there's games in hand and there's goal difference and there's stuff to take into account with all that. But it's tight. Teams are, teams are doing well. Teams are picking up points. I mean, for me, if I was to sort of flip the, the questions that you went at me before, if that's okay, Kieran, just a couple to, to, to throw at you. Um, just quick, quickly, you know, yes, no, quick explanation and we'll move on. Right now, where you're at and where you think you're going at, do you think Albion will get automatic promotion? No. I don't think we'll get automatic promotion because Fulham and Bournemouth have both blipped recently. <coughs> well, Fulham are still in that blip, to be fair. You know, they might not turn that corner soon, but they've got a couple of games yeah. and then they play um, at the time recording. They haven't played tonight against Reading, but they play tonight. Um, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna finish seven points and then some better off than Bournemouth and Black um, and Fulham this season because we're currently yeah. seven points behind Bournemouth. Bournemouth have got we've played the same amount of games, but Bournemouth have got lots of games to come where they're playing teams in the bottom half of the table. The one thing I would say for Albion is the five teams in the top six. We've got to play all of them again. And one, oh, yeah, yeah. that's you know that's a tough run of fixtures, but you got to play everybody twice, I suppose. But also, it's going to get to a point where taking points off each other, you know, they, they become six pointers. And if we were to beat Blackburn, for example, when we play them, I'm not sure when that fixture is, but when we do play Blackburn, we will close the gap to a point with them. And Blackburn, I'm sorry if we have any Blackburn fans listening, <sighs> other than. Um, Brereton Diaz, who they might lose in this January, I don't think they've got enough to stay the course. So I think the top two will be Fulham and Bournemouth, despite the fact that I think, if, if I'm honest, the only difference between us and Bournemouth is a striker. 
that that's the, that's been my outlook the whole time. We've now. Well, got- that's my next question. Well, that, that that's that, that's my next question. Do you think DK is enough for you? Do, do, do you think that that signing is so is is? It's a good question. So you you said what? How is he going to fit in? I actually think yeah. system wise, nothing will need to change. But okay. implementation of the system with it, the ball will change massively. So you see your strongest eleven at the moment without DK. When everyone's fit, firing no suspensions, no DK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who 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 goes? Robinson. Who's he coming for Robinson when he plays as a number. Harsh one. man, harsh. I like that boy. He's, he's a like footballer, but any, he's any... not good enough at, at, as a number nine. It, then the, the oh. alternative is you drop whoever's on the right. So sometimes that's Diangana, oh. sometimes that's Matt Phillips. You drop that player and then Robinson plays on the right. But the problem is oh. you sign two left-sided players like Robinson and Grant. Um, oh. They're both going to want to play. DK, yeah, sure. DK for me starts up front when, yeah. when available and Robinson is better elsewhere. But our top yep. scorer, Carl and Grant, is on the left. So if Robinson's going to get in, it's on the right. And do I? Yeah, yeah, sure. On the right, I don't know. I'm not sure that's his best mm-hmm. position. So yeah, I, I, it might yeah. Be Robinson that misses out, and I do think that is a bit harsh. But at the end of the day, he's not. Mm. He's not done it. He's had ample opportunity, yeah. and his finishing's been shocking. Even the goal he got in the cup this week, when the Carl and Grant squared the ball to him, he took a touch. And toe poked it in from like six yards. That is, that's the finish of someone who is not feeling confident. You'll know, yeah. you'll know JB. Not that I ever imagine you go through bouts of low confidence, but as a striker, as a goal, scorer, <laughs> yeah. you just shoot. You just finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is he taking a touch in the six-yard box? He's he, and that that's a bad sign. Yes, he scored a goal, and he scored a few goals recently. And he's probably the only person who can hold his head high over the last few. Uh. Weeks. But I think he has had more than enough time to show he's the answer up front, and he's not. He ha- he hasn't been good enough, and I think Daryl DK is is the the logical replacement. Do I think you know? Do I think he'll be enough? Going back to that question, well, I think that he will add enough to what we've already got that everybody gets better, and this is something that George and I spoke about last week. So if Furlong or Gordon Hitman when he plays and Townsend on the other side are always crossing to nobody. They're all of a sudden looking like they're having a bad game. If Grant Robinson and whoever's playing on the left are running really hard and not getting much reward and then they're getting the odd chance and they can't finish it, then they're having a bad game. If the central midfielders have got nobody to pass to and run around, they're having a bad game. If your centre-backs are trying to lump it forward to Callum Robinson, for God's sake, then they're having a bad game. You put Daryl DK in that system, and all of a sudden, everything gets a little bit easier for everybody. If you have that front three, all of a sudden have a bit more unity, a bit more coherence. The two wide men have got somebody to actually cross to, and it gets the rest of the team up the pitch in possession because in possession has been our problem this season, JB. You don't, you don't have to be a, a genius to work that out. And the jury is out on Ishmael, but I personally think that it would be unjust to, to judge him. And it is unjust to judge him until he's got a proper team to play this system. And DK is the biggest vote of confidence from the board in Valerian Ishmael. And I think it's a, a 
Well, I say that. I've got a cynical point on that as well. But it's a, it's a, it's a really big vote of confidence in the system and in the plan, and I love it. On the flip side, there's no way Albion lose money on Daryl DK because yeah. he is in the in the men's national team in America. He is 21. He's a big name. He's caused waves. Somebody will match what Albion paid for him. So yes, it's an investment in in Ishmael, but really they yeah. they they can turn him over for 20 million quid in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, any more questions? So, so that, yeah, just just two more, and we'll keep them nice and sweet. If you could go back to the time that medals were appointed, Wilder, and Albion had the chance, would you have? That's a great question. Yes. That's a great question. So when based on what based on what you know now, it's a yes or no. Are you talking no, but hang on, are you talking sacking Ishmael and appointing Wilder, or are you talking in the summer? Should we have Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, oh, sorry, no, no, sorry, I apologize. I mean, um did, did medals were appointed in November time. Yeah, was it November? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah no, that's that, a great that time. question as well. Oh, no, I wouldn't. And I'm sure there will be Alien fans who disagree. <laughs> that, that, that opinion you alluded to there, the basically Ishmael out opinion is really bad. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of Albion fans. Feel mm, that. I can see that and I can feel it. Yeah. I, I think the whole point of starting down this path with Ishmael was to get promoted and stay up. I don't think we get promoted and stay up under Wilder because we saw how in the second season their system was essentially worked out and I don't think it would be fresh enough. You've got to you've got to take a risk on a young manager like Ishmael in oh sorry and if you do take that risk um you don't have to take the risk but I mean if you have to see it through you've then got to see it through JB you've got to see yeah, it. Yeah. you've got to match what he wants in recruitment you've got to start to buy in essentially there's no you can't do it as a half measure so i wouldn't have sacked ishmael and appointed wilder in november but yeah. if i could go back to the summer and i said yeah. time i think chris wilder was the man who was was the man most equipped to get albion straight back up but and then you look at are you planning medium term enough? Are you planning short term? And there's a whole different discussion. I think Wilder yeah, yeah. would have been a good appointment, uh, a really good appointment. And I really like Chris Wilder. But I, if it, November, if we can go back to then, no. If I have to go back to the summer, I probably would have gone Wilder. Yeah. I said that at the time. I probably still would. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You, you, you stuck your neck on your line and said that's. Yeah. You, you, to be fair, you mentioned Ishmael. You know, you said you liked what he did at Barnsley and he was an option, but but you did, you know, to fade, you, you called that early doors. When we, had, uh, um, we had Matt Wilson on the podcast last season. We did, yes, we did. I said uh, Ishmael would be a great appointment and they they were, they, I don't think they played the playoffs then. So yeah, I am pleased with myself for that. Or I was yeah, when no, Ishmael was yeah. appointed and now I'm thinking, yeah. is this all my fault? Well, well, we'll see what happens, won't we? And that leads nicely into my, my final question and we, we, can, we can kick on. Uh, will you get promoted? Yeah. I think we'll go up in the playoffs. I think we've had enough heartache. We've had enough playoff disappointment. I think this is the year. And I sat, I'm, I'm getting giddy with excitement here. And I, I, will, <laughs> it's a lot of it. I just fancy it. I just think uh, something will change. There's always one team who rides a positive wave into the playoffs and then ends yeah. up winning it. Why couldn't that be Albion with Daryl DK coming in? And, you know, if. Do you not think that'll be Middlesbrough? Changes. 
They might have gone too early, JB. Are they, are they, do they've gone too early? Yeah, they, they're just good. Yeah, I mean, and we have fun. Yeah. Like, but I think, I think they've probably they can't ride this crest. If they ride this crest the way to the end of the season, they're up automatically. Middlesbrough. Yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not well, good. to be honest with you, when, when you asked that question in our group chat about what the top six will be, I'll be honest with you, I typed it out twice. I thought Boa might might sneak in top six, uh, top six, top two. Yeah. Just 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 a, just a few. Just a couple of wins, couple of this. Yeah, you never know. But uh, yeah. anyway, that, that's a conversation yeah, for, I, another, for another part. I, I understand it's essentially a twenty-five percent chance of going up if you end up in the playoffs. Of course, but that yeah, yeah. said, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on the Daryl DK train. I'm so yeah, yeah. This pack, I'm, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm all in on. You are, man. Yeah, you, you're all or nothing. It you are. Yeah, yeah proper. I, I think, proper. I think it'll, it'll just tie a lot of loose ends in the system, and I think that uh, I'm going to be optimistic in the same way you. Yeah, you've got to be. Yeah, you've got to be. You've got to be, mate. Got to be. Or you know, just yeah, yeah. Europe. I, I fancy that's it for a trip to Wembley and just squeezing up. Yeah, Oof, JB. Was intense. Had on Albion before it was. Yeah, I, I feel like we, <laughs> we said it wasn't going to be a long podcast this week. And no, then... mate. No, I, th- I think to be honest with you, pal. I know we'll, we'll quickly touch on on the game on the weekend um, when we did when we did the previews in, in the minute after after we've, we've, we've rattled off the the trivia. But uh, no, it's um, oh, I think like I said, trivia. mate. Yeah, don't worry. We'll 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 get it off. We'll see if we can get it done and dusted, mate. Shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So see I, if we can get it done and dusted. Came to me while we were talking. Virgil yeah. Mike, is he not in that list yet? No, he's not in there yet, mate. So I'm going to start with let, let's make our way through. So you've got you've got Dennis Bergkamp, you've got Van der Sar, you've got Hasselbank, you've got Van Persie, you've got Kout, and you've got Tim Krull. I'm going to work my way from number nine upwards. Okay, so Tim Krull's number ten on the list. Number nine, I think, right, I probably need to Google it while I'm on the phone here. I think he was a left back. And if I give you his clubs, I'll give you his clubs and then I'll leave it at that and see if we get that. So he played for, he's got 184 appearances and he played for Stoke and Burnley. From 2013. And he may still play for Burnley, actually, potentially. Whoa, I've gone totally blank then if he maybe still plays for Burnley. I don't know... Um, if you don't know, it's fine, mate. It, you've no. you've done the you've done the core six, mate, which is a, which is a good effort. I, I mean, I was gonna say, um, oh, who was I? I was gonna say someone a second ago, and now my mind's gone blank. Um, Let's leave him a second. I'm gonna leave number eight because I don't think you'll get him. Number five, oh, he's he's got two player. To, number eight, number eight is a proper nineties player, mate. Proper. Um, proper old school. Though. Number five is 284 appearances. He played. He's a defender, predominantly right back. Had a really good career. Played for Chelsea, Birmingham, and finished off at Wigan. <laughs> Hard. His surname, his first name, and surname both give me the same letter. Oh, this is... and, that, and that letter, and that's the letter M. M. Melchior. Yes. Yeah. Mario Melchior. Yeah. yeah very good. Well done, mate. I beat myself up there. Why am I drawing a blank? I'm... No, that's tough, mate. Even, mate. Mate. even with the clues. Yeah. Mario Melchior. Yeah, mate, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah. Right. Um, number one. Let, on. let me do number one. Let's, like, so, number one, this shot me. He had 384 appearances. So, by far the most appearances of any Dutch player in the Premier League. Now, this is a difficult one. 
if you do get, I'll be really impressed. He played for Coventry, Villa, Middlesbrough and Hall City. And that career spanned from 97 to 2010. He was a, def- he was a defensive midfielder. Um, I'm trying to never give, give you any more, any more hints. Oh, God, no, I don't know. Defensive- he's got the same surname. He's got the same surname as a very good German midfielder. Um, I think he's a midfielder. Oh, no. Begin to the B. Burger? Jeremy. Oh, close. No. I don't know. Tell me. No, don't. George Boateng. I don't think you heard of George oh, Boateng. I don't know that particular Boateng, no. Oh, no, okay. Well, George, George Boateng. So is it Jeremy Boateng who plays for Germany or played for Germany? Uh, yeah, and his, his brother played for um, Ghana as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So George Boateng. Yeah, he played for Coventry, Jerome, Villa, Middlesbrough. Hall. Kevin Prince, they are the current Boateng. Ah, that, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So you're a very good player, actually. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So number so the Burnley and Stoke one. Do you want me to tell you? I, I, I'm not quite sure how I can give you a, a hint. Stoke and Burnley, yeah. And it's a left back. I, th- I think so. I might be wrong. I haven't googled it. It's for Eric Peters. Oh God, he's Dutch. Yeah, apparently I so, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, mate? So did I. I thought he was American. And when I seen it, I was like, oh, God, he's Dutch. I'm hoping my website is correct. And number eight, I'm not even going to... He basically, he played for Southampton as a centre-back all his career. No idea. Ken Moncow. <laughs> yeah. I knew he wouldn't get that. <laughs> Have you never heard of Ken Moncow? No. Googling, no what a blow. I'm, what a blow. I'm, I'm Googling him now. Yeah, I've just Googled Mate, what, Peters as what well. What a blow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow American. That's the. No, too fair, mate. You've done really well, mate. Seven out of ten with only one with only one proper clue is a decent attempt on that, mate. Yeah. You did well there. Very good. I'm going to conjure up a difficult one next week, JB, because you I bet you will. I bet you will. Um, okay, so let's move yep. let's forward instead of back. We're saying that we haven't looked okay. at plenty in this podcast, but let's look yeah, yeah, sure. forward to the fixtures which are on the horizon. Wolves yes. this week are... Oh, no, why have I got the Villa fixtures up? Oh, no. Villa fans are Get out of there. Now. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> look up Gerard's uh, recent form, by the way, uh, before yeah. any Villa fans tell me I am obsessed. Wolves this week host is it Southampton it is Southampton we yeah. have Southampton home Southampton kickoff kick kick Saturday kick Saturday lovely kickoff time yeah. I I think Wolves will have a, an unfortunate turn in form uh, I, I kind of alluded to the fact that they are defensively performing a lot better than maybe the, sorry defensively getting the results that their performances don't uh, necessarily yeah. deserve and I think Saïs is going to be a big miss at AFCON big miss yeah I agree I agree yeah um, would Dendonka slot in at centre-back, do you reckon? Do you know it's a difficult one? Because obviously against Sheffield United, he started Marcel in place. Right. And Marcel right. okay. wasn't particularly comfortable. He'd come off. Apparently, he's got an injury, which doesn't shock me. Papadom, right. Papadom me, should of course say, uh, as I've always called him, or Papadom man calls anything, really. Um, and then Dendonka slotted in for the second half. Dendonka played there um, under Nuno yeah, when we were yeah. without Bolly. He played a lot, and he was actually excellent. Yeah. Um, talking to Bolly something's going going on there um, I don't know if it's a long Covid thing 
all along to injury, but there's something really wrong with Bolly, and I, I don't think we'll see him again in a Wolves shirt, which is really, really yeah, unfortunate. I've seen, I've I'm seen not that, sure. I don't speculate, but I've seen this as well, and there's real concern as to. There's real, real concern with Bolly. Um, so yeah, so I could potentially see. Den- I think Marcel didn't do himself any particular favours. He he looked okay, but looked a bit unsure at times, right, particularly yeah. when Billy Sharp hung on his shoulder, um, and then Donker came in and really showed up. So I could see Den Donker going in. Um, he's obviously recalled Dion Sanderson as well. Um, oh, has he? he didn't, uh, yeah, he recalled Dion Sanderson from Blues. Um, so I thought we would have seen Dion against um, against Sheffield United, but that never happened. Oh. But either way, we've got a little bit of back. We'd like to see us invest in the centre half in, in the window, but we'll see. So I think Den Donk will come in. I agree with you. We defensive wise, we've been way outperforming where we probably should have been, and that sort of form generally doesn't continue. But I just think we'll have a little bit too much against Southampton, mate. Yes, I think we'll be okay that this was, week. That was actually my point, Jamie. Yeah. I don't think it, that's coming this week. Sorry to any Wolves fans who are... No, uh, no. <laughs> me there. I, it, yeah, I think you'll have enough. I, I think you'll... Yeah. Okay. I, I think, to be honest, you and we, this has been a theme for Wolves all this season, you probably do a few more goals as well. I mean, me and George yeah. really went into the stats last week and Wolves are underperforming their attacking XG and over massively overperforming their defensive XG. Yeah, yeah. That that will level out a little bit. Um, they might sure. be a amount of points going forward, but you would expect yeah. more goals at either end of the pitch. Um, I, I think Wolves are going to win this game. I think Pedence will score, continue that good form. Yeah. Um, I think it will be one nil Wolves. JB, what do okay. you? Okay. Yeah, I, thought, I think we'll win as well. I'm, I'm going to go two 0 I'm going to go Pedence again, first goal scorer. Um, and I'm going to go Fabio Silva off the bench second half. I think he's due a goal. He's played really well the last few weeks. Um, and I think against Southampton's as good a time as any to to get on the score sheet. And I hope he does it in front of the South Bank and he chucks himself in and loses his head and gets booked. And that's super <laughs> to say, fingers crossed. I just love him. I think he's brilliant. I think, do you yeah, know what? I love his enthusiasm. Oh, mate, we, the, 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 we love him. He's just, we, we understand he's coming with this massive price tag, which wasn't his fault. He's coming as a young lad. He's obviously had a real difficult start. You know, obviously, he listen, he's still well thought of because he scored twice against the Albion last year. Just going to say know, that. Yeah, and, say that. You know, and to be fair, he's come in and he didn't really get much of a look in the first half of the season under Bruno. He's obviously got himself in the gym. He looks a bit jacked. He looks tensed up. He's, you know, he can hold himself against defenders now. B, I mean, Rafael Varane, yeah, he's a big, big defender. He's Varane. And he muscled Varane like he was nobody against United. You know, he put himself about against Sheffield United. They're, they're a big, strong side. So he's, he's turning into a man. He looks good. He looks confident. And yeah, we, we love him for his interviews and his work, right? So yeah, 2-0. Fabio Silva, second goal, and, but then first goal. Yeah, you love him for his enthusiasm, his work rate, and his um, ultimately fruitless goals against the Albion. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? You score against the Albion, you go down in folklore. You and Roberts, yeah, Adeline Guardiola, yeah. Stephen Fletcher. You know, it it's is what it is. Same the Albion, like when you... You look at the, you know, Diamante Kamara, only there for a season, but he scored. Yeah, yeah. And he was a constant thorn in the side. Yeah, Odden Wingy left acrimoniously. Hattrick against the Wolves, no one cares Mm -hmm. now. Um, Isn't that lovely that football can do that? It makes us hypocrites, it makes us deluded, and it makes us love players forever. For no no reason, really. Yeah. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
2 0, mate. Yeah, 2 0. My voice is going now. You're going to have to wrap this yeah. up quickly. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap it. We'll wrap it. <laughs> JB, I think that. Oh, I forgot to say, I'm actually away to Loftus Road this week. Really? Of course. Yeah. To that. Yeah. Obviously, that. What, what a horrible. Pro- proper horrible ground that is in here. You've been there before? My first visit. No, no, I've never been before. I've I've not oh. done any of the London away. Well, I've done West Ham, but I've not done any of the um, London away. Do you know where it is? In, do you know where it is in London? So you could use it's sort of familiar with West. West. Up to, yeah. Because I, I took my dad's coming with me, and he knows London very, very well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh. Just, 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 yeah, just, just message me when you get there. You'll, you'll understand what I'm implying. Message me when you get there. Yeah. It's, no, it's yeah. Right. We always seem to be playing QPR in a, away, and like a midweek whenever we're in the championship. So yeah, sure. First away day to QPR. Looking forward to it. Bit of a home yeah. for me. I mentioned that last week on the pod. Yeah. Um, obviously pretty local. Wrong side of London, and it feels like I'll be out all day anyway. Yeah. It feels like a bit of a home day. Really looking forward to that. If DK plays. I think yep. we'll win ten nil. If no, if DK plays, <laughs> if DK plays, I think we'll have enough. QPR weren't up to that much earlier in the season. Yes, our away yeah. form is really concerning. Really concerning when you look at the numbers. We're unbeaten at home, and we're still sort of in semi-crisis mode. That tells you how bad yeah. the form's been. Uh, I, I think we scored eight goals away from home this season, JB, in, in 12. Yeah. Oh, it's not good enough. We've got a good yeah. record still, obviously. But yeah, I, I think Albion will win this game. I think. Sure. I think we might put in one of those performances where everyone goes, okay, that's what everyone's been talking about. That's where they've been hiding that bit of quality. Yeah, yeah, sure, so I fancy sure. Albion for, for, a, for an assured 2 0. I, I fancy okay. Albion. I, I do. Well. Think we do a result where everything comes together. Saying that QPR are one of the informed teams in the league, and more yeah. than I'm just buzzing for that game. I think. That's yeah, of course, of course. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Real, real big. And I get that when you look at the context of the season. Yeah, I said this. To, I said this in the group chat. Didn't know they said it's a huge game, really, really big game in the context that out that QPR are just a point behind you with the game in hand. They're going to be absolutely revving for it. You guys, you know, Del DK potentially should, could start, um, you know, be a raucous sort of atmosphere. QPR Loftus Road is a, a really difficult place to go. I've been there quite a few times watching Wolves and it's, it, it's not one of my favourite places to go, to be honest with you, based on on, on the ground itself and also um, the, 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 the Wolves results that I've usually encountered <laughs> when I've been there. Um so it's a difficult place. I think West Ham and West Ham. I don't know why West Ham going to my then. QPR will be well up for it. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm going to go the opposite to you, mate. I think it's going to be yeah, a difficult yeah. afternoon for you, and I think QPR will edge it two one. Um, I think I think they're not necessarily a better team than you by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think they're going to sense a bit of blood. They're going to sense a bit of bit of pressure on Ishmael. They're going to they're going to know you know they're going to know there's a big big striker coming in with a £7 million price tag they're going to want to keep him quiet um, and, and Loftus Road can be quite can be quite tasty when they want to be and they'll be up for it because they'll sense that they can consolidate a decent playoff position so I think yeah I think I think it's going to be a difficult afternoon for Albion I'm, I'm going to do 2-1 QPR Okay a couple of little subplots Sam Field could play against Albion um, Okay 
Chris Willock could play. Stefan Johansson yeah. could play for Maloney's Albion. And then the real danger man in terms of narrative is Charlie Austin, who may, of or, course. may, may or may not start. But yeah, he would just love a goal against the Albion. He's yeah. the kind of player who, even though Albion fans, you know, really gave him a lot of time and wanted him to do well, I feel like he almost, he's so, he's such a, feisty competitor that he'll be annoyed at himself it didn't work at Albion and yeah sure you'll want to show Albion how good he is and show the fans yeah yeah so yeah I'm, I'm 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 worried about Charlie Austin yeah because a he's a good goal scorer and you know always seems to do it when when it really matters and yeah I'm also worried because we are without Kipre, we're out without a J.E. I don't think Daroche is back. Bartley um, picked up a, a minor knock in the cup. So that means we'll probably see yeah, it's... Townsend back at centre-back and Adam Reach at left-back. But yeah. having said that, Ishmael likes it to worked. play a right footer yeah. on the right, a left footer on the left. So if Matt Clark's fit, then Townsend might not slot back in. So yeah, I'm not sure how he'll shuffle the pack with the back three. Yeah. But that that doesn't fill me with confidence. But yeah. I'm just so so down the um, hype train for Daryl DK. I've applied for a US citizenship and everything, man. I'm I'm really really. I'm really not. <laughs> mate, really I said I said I said this to I said this to my mate Blake, oh, the Arbian fan, the one who said Ishmael's the worst manager since Pulis. I said to him, I said I can't wait to watch some of these games. I said because the way the Arbian fans are going on, you signed R nine. Like literally, I can't believe Arbian have signed not the best player in the world. I'm buzzing for you. When You've they, literally signed the best player in the world, honestly. We've, we've signed Double D, which is, <laughs> which is a great. It's fantastic, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> yeah, JB, what does this descend into now? I don't know. Let's let, 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 wrap it up, sunshine. Yeah, we are, mate. <laughs> oh, JB, it has been a pleasure as always. It's been it has, yeah. Pleasure. Glad to be back, mate. Glad to be back. These out, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you are listening to this podcast and you have got this far, you are probably someone that listens most weeks. So, A, thank you for that. And B, can you just tell someone about the podcast? They might not even listen, but they might hear that it's an Albion fan and a Wolves fan getting together once a week and think, go on then, I might, I might give that a listen. And that is as valuable as a review for us or as valuable as a retweet. Maybe Absolutely. As I was saying last week, everyone loves a word of mouth recommendation. So your two missions are to retweet the pod on Twitter and tell a friend because nothing beats good old word of mouth recommendation. JB, anything awesome. before we bid farewell? No, mate. Um, just if I don't speak to you, well, I well, know we do speak, we speak every day, but have a great time on Loftus Road. Enjoy, keep safe. Um, and yeah, we'll touch base next week, mate. See what happens. Absolutely. And just before we finish, um, up the Albion, boing, boing. Thank you.